podcast intro everyone how'd you like them apples try and connect it up it's lent on this current date give Ash it Wednesday. up give it up people mm. <laughs> so what are we talking about on today's podcast uh today's podcast we're all we're talking about uh bad habits to try and quit for lint so we got six weeks 40 days where was he in the desert was it don't know oops should know that I was going to make a joke about deserts, days but I don't know. I don't know anyone who's in the desert. Bugs Bunny was in the desert once. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he's 40 loads. days, 40 nights. 101 rabbit tails. Great video, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it? Was it up the mountain he was? Was it in the garden? No, he went to the garden to get so many. God, must go over that story. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's the crack. We're, we're following the old 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, seeing as it's just Lent, we decided that we might talk about some things that you could give up for Lent. Number one. With your plane. <laughs> yeah, sweets. <laughs> Just want to clarify that, please. <laughs> number one, sweets. Yeah, number yeah. two, cigarettes. Yeah, so it's all, all based on your, 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 your instrument playing. Uh, so we go back and over. Yeah, cool. Okay, so number one, I'll take it off. Uh, tootling. Now, tootling is great fun. And it's something that will progress your plan and help your plan. Uh, as long as you're not supposed to be attending uh, anything else at the time. So, for example, anyone who's driving, tootling and getting into uh, a nice paradiddle pattern or something like that on the steering wheel is all good. As long as it's not taking away from your driving. Just like being in a lesson in particular is where I see it the most. Is I'll be instructing and trying to give people a new in or a new way of learning something and they will be playing while I'm talking. <sighs> Number one pet hate for any teacher. So you need to understand that when you're in the lesson for your half an hour, your 45 minutes, your hour a week, that tootling doesn't just uh, affect your listening tootling also affects the teaching because you can actually drive your teacher demented by tootling while they're trying to talk so maybe that's something you could really focus on for the month of March and April or whatever six weeks is yeah I like that one um, yeah and don't do air guitar while you drive that's a really bad idea <laughs> and the, the thing is that yeah with tootling it's I, I still remember how hard it was to to have a guitar in my hands and not play it. Yeah. Like if I was 12 here now on a podcast, I'd be just going like this. 
just messing around the whole time. Yeah. And um, there are one or two little workarounds on guitar, not on drums. Like if you hit the drums, you're hitting the drums. Um, on guitar, you can do things for anybody watching on video. You can do things like just moving your chord hand. You don't really hear that too much. Right, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Unless it detracts from your attention in the lesson, that's one thing. Yeah. But strumming, uh, one thing I was taught before was to teach students a move called the superhero move. And it's where you'd say to them, you'd have a trigger word like superhero where they'd go like this, like an yeah. Iron Man type move. Um, so for anybody listening only, it is, um, I'm lifting my hand above the guitar and it's up around my chest area. So what it's doing is it's keeping me away from strumming the guitar. Yes. Um, so all I have to do is superhero. And next thing they go like that. And they have it. Now, here's the thing. Enough, it could be enough a habit throughout the week at home that you're trying to curve back a habit in a lesson. So it's, it can get fairly difficult at times to keep that going. Yeah. And do you ever find that there comes a point in the lesson where you're like, oh, I'm just going to teach this stuff and hopefully it's going. No. <laughs> you're like, don't play. I don't, like, I can't, I can't teach. I just don't see the point in teaching mm. unless everyone is listening because <clears throat> I suppose I teach group lessons. So... You can be guaranteed if you have 15 people in the group. So most of my groups are in around the 10 to 15 mark. And you have eight people who are listening. What I try and do is I'll try and, and, and what's called proximal praise. So I'd say, well done, whatever, John. That's brilliant listening. Fair play to you. And that will actually get the attention of the seven who aren't listening. Okay. Better than going, shut up! Yeah, Stop yeah. playing! Jesus, <laughs> which happens a lot as well which is why my voice is sore today because I had drums last night I had lots of pancakes so the sugar was plenty <laughs> um, but uh, that's one method I have but what I find as well is if you don't get the attention of the other seven you're guaranteed to finish the lesson and you go right it's uh, right left right left uh, the next right is on the corner then two on the ground then back to your bucket and the eight who are listening will play it the other seven will go, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, say, yeah. what was that? Yeah. Oh. And then you have to teach exactly the same, just taught the eight to the seven. Gotcha, gotcha. And you're just chewing up your lesson time. Yeah, with larger numbers, I'd imagine that would happen. Yeah, so just, so, um, so yeah, I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, kids, it would be a great idea to just listen. Uh, rather than tootling because the thing about it is like I give tootle time in my class like that every teacher has to set aside mm. that so when people come in just let them jam away but then you you have to have the instruction phase which I try and keep quite short and sometimes what I'll do if I know the class is really rowdy I'll ask them for three minutes okay and I'll, I'll put my phone out with three minute timer on it okay I say give me three minutes that's all I need and then they can they can have something tangible there to yeah, work yeah. to count down cool but I suppose that's all bigger number strategies. Yeah, it is. And that's useful for people with bigger numbers. I've uh, an absolute max. I have three on guitar. Just the way I phrase it on guitar is like there is six strings on a guitar. And when I'm teaching three students at once, I don't think of it as three students. I think of it as I'm managing 18 strings here at a time. Because if a student is playing a G chord and one string isn't coming out, I chase it. Right. And, uh, so I'm I'm teaching at the level there now of eighteen strings. Jesus. So, Never yeah. go to you for lessons, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fine attention to Hopefully detail. You won't notice this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Press harder. Uh, <laughs> stop tootling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd in terms of tootling, there's a little bit that goes on in my lessons, but 
it's only if, like, I'll put it this way, I can tootle and take stuff in. I have some students who can do that too. Yeah. But it's where the vo- my voice starts to go. Um, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where I ask. And in fairness, I've great students, they'll listen, if they're like, geez, Jay's fairly turned on the tea tree stuff here. He's like, do you know, my voice is starting to go. They all respect it. It's great. I'm really thankful for it. Need to get some of your students. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do have some of my students, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have the same problem. See, I run my lessons for, they're all fairly manic anyway. Gotcha. I just want to keep the, the energy up. But I pay the price of my voice big time. Yeah. But anyway, so tootling, number one. Habit, numero uno. Mm. Number two there, Dave, we'll let you kick that one off. Cool. Uh, so it's for guitarists, it's how to hold a pick. Now, how to hold a pick, it's fairly a thing that for some people, like Eddie Van Halen doesn't hold it with just his thumb and his index. And he's one of my favorite guitar players ever. Um, but... There are common best practices on guitar. Eddie Van Halen was quite the unique specimen of a guitar player. Um, So thumb and index. Loads and loads and loads of players in the beginning stages tend to grip onto the pick with their index. Still doing that. In the middle. You are, is it? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So if you were my student, I was trying to talk you out of this. Won't happen here now in the two minute window. But Okay. Um, So I'd say, here's the thing. if you hold the pick with your thumb and those two fingers, some songs require you to use your fingers as yeah. well as the pick at the same time. So like, right now, yeah. if you hold it like this, there's a nerve called the ulnar nerve that runs through your pinky. I know it well. And watch this. If you try and move those two independently, you can't. Yeah. They just move at the same time your ring and your pinky. So that means that picking using those two, waste of time. Uh, and as well, the flexibility of your wrist gets affected when you strum. A lot of beginner students know. Yeah. This sort of T-Rex sort of shape going yes. on can happen. So uh, that'll be the thing. Um, so I'd if if you aren't getting out of it, I'd give the middle finger a job to do by putting a pick, getting the student to put a pick between their index and their middle finger. So now it's this. It there. Yeah. So now it has a job. And sometimes when you give a student a job to do, what that does is that lets them not do their usual habit. Mm. So you're kind of putting... so It'd be like, let's put it this way, somebody trying to give up cigarettes, you put in nicorette patches or you put in yeah. something else to replace that vacuum. Not Otherwise the old thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> Just want to seriously clarify Another that. a really bad habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overeating. <laughs> Overeating, yeah. <laughs> Just teach guitar. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. It's, um, yeah, putting the pick there and that gives it a, that's a massive one. And it's a habit I've seen players, <laughs> I'm going to say this in front of you, if they're an adult and they've been doing it for years, it's really hard to get out of. Damn it. Yeah, but it's not impossible. It's oh. possible. I know, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> just jamming and hamming. I'll stick to the drums. Uh, yeah, it's exact same then on drums with the stick holds. So, um, I mean, if you were to, to take <coughs> all the top drummers in the world, let's say Steve Gadd, Buddy Rich, John Bonham, just to take those three, they'd be my three favourites. They all hold the sticks very differently. Um, Gadd has, holds the stick much more back near the butt. So, like Dave was saying, there are, there's a million variations in holding the stick, but there's also a couple of pitfalls that will definitely hinder your playing. And... Uh, the big one really is is to you, you've got to keep your ergonomics in 
in check like so you've got to be able to let your hands bounce so what i found find nearly all the time when a student starts coming in to play the drums they'll invert their wrist upwards so they're we'd say that blue vein that crosses the wrist like their fingernails are facing the roof does that make sense yeah when they're holding the stick on the left hand and they'll actually be trying to play like this oh so on the video i, I suppose you have to be on the video to hear it yeah and you see that going on the whole time and i mean that that motion there is just terrible like you've got so no that motion you're describing uh, is you having your wrist facing towards the ceiling and yeah. as you're trying to land a stick down yeah it's still facing the ceiling yeah yeah and well, how, it, how should it be faced the other way so all your power all your elbow and your wrist and your fingers work in tandem when you're striking the drum drum okay. down and it also allows you allows you to what's called play out of the kit so you can you can hit the stick down and the stick will bounce back and that's a huge like you can't get any of those body rich techniques down unless you have bounce in your play you just can't it's impossible hate to break the news <laughs> uh, yeah so that's the most important one is not holding your stick at that funny angle up and not like what happens is people have their their they're kind of holding the stick like in line with their belly button which it shouldn't be anywhere near your stomach like it should be out here on the side so uh, sometimes a stool adjustment will do that to, to position yourself differently and always position yourself around the snare that's where you start and then you build the rest of the kit around it I, I should probably put up a lesson or something about that on YouTube but anyway holding the sticks properly is very important the other thing you never do is you never put your finger your index finger out along the stick which loads of people do oh, I've seen that uh, yeah. cripes I never did that now myself but is there any famous players that do it um, I think Mitch Mitchell used to do it. Okay. He used to have a kind of a pencil hold. Really wow. weird. Wow. Jimmy J Jimmy Hendrix's drummer, yeah. first drummer, which is just bananas. And Ginger Baker used to have a weird way of holding sticks as well. <laughs> Ginger Baker, I know that name. Yeah. Very good have you seen the documentary? Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out, people. Do Lally, shout out to Ginger. You're Do Lally, my man. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> gets in touch. <laughs> Uh, number three so I call this one set the, set the tracks with my students so if you're on a, if you're on in a carriage on a train the train is firmly ensconced within the tracks is it ensconced maybe ensconced not right to use for a train because it's moving anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> it can't go off the tracks unless the driver is completely nuts but it'll stay on the tracks unless something knocks it off or the driver makes a big mistake so what you want to do with your practice let's say if I have the pattern going on of right left left right left left right left right left left right left left right left so I'll use that uh, exercise of my students to develop their left hand and when they get the the exercise usually I'll go like to get their attention so they have it but immediately then rather than going they all go trying to play it as fast as you can so one huge habit that you need to stop or one huge habit that you need to start is always play every exercise slow at the beginning so that you set those train tracks so that as the train starts moving faster and faster and faster down the track it doesn't go flying off the track if you don't set those tracks and get the muscle memory um happening with those movements uh, you're wasting your time 
Yeah, I do that as well. I just add in another thing on top of that. It's where, like, the tracks thing. I really like that. Can use yeah. that later. Thank you. And I also add in some students actually, you know, depending on their personality type, some might be more of a cautious nature where they play it. And I know looking, I'll go, I think they could play it faster. Just staying in this sort of comfort zone. Yeah. Um, a chilled out zone. So I sometimes ask them to ramp it up and also to spend a small bit of time, a very small bit of time in an area that I had the three frames, I had the a speed you can play it any day of the week, play it in your sleep, like keeping it on the tracks. A speed where you're pushing it a bit, there's a few little errors, but you don't wait in that area for long. It's just letting you know, sometimes, I'll put it this way, if you had an error in your driving, that will get amplified the faster you drive. Yeah. Uh, so the faster they play, little mistakes will pop out. Yeah. And the final thing was a speed that they're just about hanging on. But it's a bit of a thrill. They don't spend any, half the amount of time there, of course. But it lets them know, wow, geez, I can already do a few of these bits. Yeah, it gives them yeah. sort of a promise. However, like you're saying, keeping it on the tracks, a current speed that works for them. So yeah, I'd be the same way. That's a, that's a very interesting difference between drummers and guitar players there now. Because like 99 out of 100 drummers will go too fast. Yeah, you'd never get it. You'd never get any of the kids I teach trying to playing it too slow. They're constantly pushing the speed faster, 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 faster. Always. Well, I wonder why that is. I suppose just because you have the two sticks. Probably, I wonder is there a thing as archetypes of drummers and guitar players? Yeah, like I think the Muppets, but that isn't a fair analogy. That isn't like Animal was the drummer. There's no guitar player in the Muppets. No, there wasn't even a guitar player. <laughs> Couldn't oh, even get a gig, man. The chef as well, sure. If you're going by archetypes, sorry, the Muppets is an awful, awful uh, archetype thing to describe people. Yeah, but I mean, the drummer archetype is is out there. This yeah. kind of unhinged, crazy person that gets all the chicks. But, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you've like the That's likes of, we'd say, big acts, and the drummer is in the background keeping the whole rock beat solid, and without them, the whole thing could come apart. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any truth to those archetypes at all. But it is funny that definitely that's a difference. Yeah. Like all of my students try to play too fast. Wow. All of them, across the board. 99 out of 100. I might get one in 100 that doesn't. I sometimes use the, if a student is doing that, and it's a habit that they've formed, and like usually within a 30-minute lesson, I'll know if it's a habit that they leave the room and I go, oh, once they go home now, that they they're still within that frame of mind one or two of them that yeah i know as i said there's 30 minutes in the week for a lesson how many 30 minute segments is there outside of the lesson in their home environment school i know and that's where you want to get your habits like you need to make them aware of they need to be aware of habits and habit change so yeah so yeah just feel like i feel like the podcast just hit a bit of a negative slump (laughs) Sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's my analogy about the drummers. Or not my analogy, my archetypal drummer. Of course, there's amazing drummers now all over the world who don't f- fit into that analogy. Big shout out to all those drummers. Big out, shout out to Anika Niles. Maybe she does get all the chicks. I don't know if she does or not. Um, anyways... Uh, so practice slow and set the tracks. Next one there, Dave. Do you want to do the next one? Yeah, I'm just trying to read it. Sorry, I have no glasses on. Uh, uh, my handwriting says, 
Try and avoid mindless jamming during the development phase. Ah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> this is where our teaching philosophies would differ slightly. How long is the development phase on drums, do you feel, roughly? Uh, very short. So my practice sessions, I would try and break up, like, I suppose the hour is the classic. So quarter, quarter, half, whatever mm. you're working off yourself. So, yeah. if you, you know, so... 25, 25, 50%. And the mindless jamming is the 50% at the end. Okay, so yeah. development is only the 20 in the middle. Oh, yeah, the okay. 25 in the middle. It's quite short. Okay, I'm going to flip that. Um, I have less jamming and more development in the beginning stages, so. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, just, yeah, there'd be times I'd say to them, make something up. And straight away, you haven't given somebody precise instructions. And they go, what? what? I said, anything at all. You can't get this wrong. The only way the only way you can get it wrong is if you don't play anthem. <laughs> and straight away. And I was like, Do you know, like I compared to a baby making sounds, I said, a baby doesn't wait there going, God, I hope I pronounced this word right. They're making sounds and oh, yeah. now the thing about adults is adults go around a baby and they go, oh, That's so cute though. And yeah. as kids get older they begin to realise that they might get pulled on pronunciations of things and so that that can lead to a bit of a hesitancy over playing on guitar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, generally they'll go for it. Yeah. The only problem I have is that, uh, in drumming in particular, you will get people who will start their development phase. They do two minutes of what they're supposed to be doing. So right, left, left, right, left, left, right, left, and then away they go. Wow. So they'll just start mindless jamming with the pattern, or else going back to what they know. Maybe trying to work their new fill into old fills, all that stuff, which is a very important part of your drum education. But it's fifty percent at the end. What you need to do is make sure for that twenty-five percent in the middle that you're better at that than you were when you started, and you yeah. need to focus only on that for whatever quarter of your practice time that you have. So if you have forty minutes, that you need to make sure that ten minutes of it is dedicated to just doing that, and that's how you get. You get way better, more proficient as a player by doing that. Yeah, and as well, in lessons with the development there, you're saying, I was teaching somebody under pressure yesterday, but when Rhapsody is fairly on the rise, now this comes on DVD and online and stuff. And uh, I asked somebody, I said, how long do you reckon it would take for you to get this? I was on to check in and they went, don't know, maybe a week. And I saw my window of opportunity, so I was like, five minute timer, here we go. And I absolutely just said, do this, loop that, that pattern's the same there. Uh, try both those and straight away the building blocks, I believe, for building up. And within five minutes, they had it. They had the whole song? They, they had the, hold on now, I might know how to play this fully. Sounds good. And then some. Strum and drum, drum and drum. <laughs> Strum and drum, strum and drum, sorry. You can put strum and drum in any song. Strum and drum, strum and drum, drum. Class. Um, so anyways, but they strum left. Strum And the most important thing there was with the development was, I'm kind of gone off topic here, sorry. Um, right. But the, the important thing was, they were after proving to themselves that something they had said, they heard themselves say, that'll take a week. Yeah. Now they're like, they're doing five minutes. And then put in the little, I don't know, is it a caveat? I'm like, imagine what else you think takes a week and you could do it in five minutes with proper structure so that that's just the thing about development there yeah brilliant very good uh i don't know if you have an alternative one on guitar but on number five for drummers 
resting your left hand on your left leg that's if you're a right handed player if you're a left handed player then resting your right hand on your right leg is that as you play so when you hit the drum you you rest on the leg after all the time wow I know breaks my heart it's usually when people are in like the beat position so with right hand over left and they just leave their left hand down there I don't know why people do it to be quite honest but you can imagine how much that hinders your playing yeah yeah it's insane like it should be up and have a clear strike on the kit every time not like this wow and it's going back to that thing I was talking about earlier it's the, it's yeah it's the those things are a contributing factor so for the next six weeks never put your left hand on your left leg or rest your left arm on your <laughs> never left do leg. it again <laughs> never do it again um that's the thing too about habits for anybody looking to quit the bad habits they're doing replacing with the good habit and having that thing of 40 days and 40 nights uh for the thing all of a sudden you may find hold on i'm nearly out of the woods here with this yeah that's massive like if you try and quit something forever forever is a pretty long time and it makes it a bit harder um on guitar the equivalent of that is strumming um where somebody and for anybody listening to this podcast on apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening it's on youtube as well we'll put a link in the thing below this uh so what happens is they they don't keep their arm moving oh yeah and uh that really affects rhythm for the beginning stages so uh yeah that's uh that would be a biggie on guitar okay very good uh, number six I have in I don't know if this is any relevance to guitar overkill of what you know so what happens to drumming is people learn something they really like they practice it at home <laughs> they nail it and then they play it all the time for the next year if I have to admit that happens on guitar loads I would imagine it does especially on guitar move my body yeah I hear you yeah so just be careful like that goes back to the practice time that your development phase of your new thing that you're trying to do doesn't get any of that overkill fill now I don't know what yours is everybody has one everyone has that fill that they know and they do again and again and again and that beat they know that they do again and again and again it's great consolidation is great but not to that level just make sure that that's going in your jamming phase and that you're not just a one trick pony oh yeah that's your man that always does the whatever beat that happens loads with singers and songs I yeah think. like where they sing a lovely version of a song and they're like would you sing that one you always sing yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. then they get the praise for it your song your song yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they get the praise for it and they go God, I get loads of praise. And next thing they stay within, and the more they perform it, the better they get at that song. Yeah, yeah. And next thing they pull out a new song. And like the way we would have learned with bands, I remember that feeling when I was younger where you play a song and you go, this is going to be over you. And maybe you're the only person in the pub who loves Guns N' Roses, you could be mine. And <laughs> next thing, you get that deflated little feeling where you go, oh man, that's how good I want. It can be disencouraging. Yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely build out your set list. Yep. Yeah. And the last one. Do you want to do the last one? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sent shudders down my body. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> nice one. So Dave can't do that, or so he thinks. The the next one is ruling out that little word called can't. 
out of your vocabulary. There's no reason ever to use it. Well, I suppose maybe if you're tied up or something like that. Well, I'll put it this way. I can't jump from here. I can't jump 20 feet from where I am. That's a physical fact. Yeah. There are facts out there that, yeah, you can say I can't, like, can't jump out the window. That That's that's really bad. But you can't. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay, that was a bad example, and I won't. Uh, but the thing is, there are certain physical things that we can't, gravity and things like that. However, yeah, using the word can't implies just it's not possible for the person. Yeah. Uh, I always make the kids aware of this. Like, I really believe educators are in a position that when it comes to lessons like this like if somebody's saying they can't play their e minor to g quick enough that probably means that they're saying they can't do other things too outside the lessons yeah and now whatever they do outside lessons is their own business however when i show them saying john you say you can't (coughs) this is what you're really saying here and then like i don't know how to yet yeah yeah i usually reframe it uh into that for them yeah because can't is so permanent i can't well it's yeah it's not solution based yeah i mean that could go on forever yeah and uh but it's very powerful you see it sends it sends a message to the your brain and your body that yeah. and it just puts the thing way further away from where you should be so i can't yet yeah or i'm unable to do it yet or i haven't figured this out yet and adults do this though like okay oh, yeah. i'm i'm on for having the crack here but i'm getting deadly serious for this last part your adults say i can't the whole time and if you've people of whatever age saying they can't do something full stop that's there's no yeah there's no i couldn't even segue into the solution there by saying i can't yeah there's no comp- it's so permanent definite yeah. like yeah yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think, you know, like, you listen, there's so many podcasts out there now and stuff, and as I said before, I'm a bit of a sports buff, so when you listen to, like, coaches and stuff like that, like, same in business, for any people who's bu- who are building a successful team, mo- it's pretty much common practice that they'll identify that word and they'll remove it from their workplace or from their... From their ethos, from their team or their ethos, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's commonly known stuff that 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 stuff has a very detrimental effect on your psychology, and on your attitude. I can't, I can't. So, uh, that would be a huge one if you're in the habit of saying it, and some people say it and they don't realize the power of it, which is when it's, mm. it's most dangerous, I suppose, because people say I can't, I can't, I can't, and they don't like they might be positive people otherwise and. Well, check this out. I go, geez, I can't do that at all. Yeah. Like, bit of a smile, bit of a, bit of a playful nature to it. But the content is there to say yeah. I can't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've said I can't more than I've said it in the last year. I'd say. That. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> like, and here's Body the thing. Feels weird. It doesn't like, of course, the positivity side of things. It's not about going. I can. Well, do you know, there's some things I'm terrible at, and I'll admit it, and I don't have skill set. But if you get your student. To realize that it isn't about them it's about their skill set in that area now you've isolated what they're saying they can't do into something tangible that's an activity and all of a sudden they go oh and then i'll be like name another activity that you thought you couldn't do when you were younger and they go well there's this one time and i said how did you get that 
Yeah. And then, well, I did. And it's like, it's repetition, it's knowledge, it's uh, practice, it's the usual components. Yeah. And it's so easy for them to forget that. And especially if they're, if they're in an environment where they're hearing loads of people around them go, I can't do this, I can't. It gets stuck in their head where they're yeah. And it's an acceptable excuse then as well sometimes. Yeah. Which is not where you want to be heading for. So that's number seven. And that Could is... Do a whole podcast on that word. It. <laughs> yeah. That's coming down off the board after the save. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? You had one there playing along with tracks. Yeah, just uh, guitar students out there. Uh, playing along with songs. Uh, so important. I was teaching somebody lately and I compared it to this. I said, when I was your age, I used to put on, like, I'd, you had to go into town. You had to buy the album for, like, fucking... Thirteen ninety nine. Thirty or get two for twenty one euro. And <laughs> the thing was you'd bring it home, you would list I listen to Europe's greatest hits. I've a bit of news for people out there. They don't have that many greatest hits. Wow. I know. <laughs> they had a greatest hits up. I know. Final <laughs> countdown, I bought it for one Final song. countdown. Short edit. Final countdown. Full edit. Final countdown. countdown. European remix. remix. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it was I uh, I got that, but like straight away there was investment, there was time and I stuck on the song and the thrill of trying to do the 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 history fall off me like yeah and the thing was nowadays I click a YouTube video it's free and the visual is there I never practice long music videos visually you're just compelled to look at the story yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. so the song Spotify I'd recommend um, and the reason for that is it's because nowadays students tend to go on and I asked them, I said to somebody yesterday, do you ever just go into like YouTube and you don't know what you went in for and then you leave and you're in a bit of a haze. Oh God. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is when you put on the song you're meant to practice along with thumbnails, the good old cat videos, the OMG reaction, unboxing Europe's greatest hits. <laughs> Doubt that's out there. <laughs> it's one of you. When Big were, shout out when to you. <laughs> Imagine. You're the only person that got I don't know what VCR. <laughs> Didn't even have time. But I remember that buzz though, where you get the CD. I'd have that open by the time I get in the car. Oh, if I got yeah. to a cafe, you'd take off the plastic wrap and. and you'd have you'd all be, the sleeve red. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be saying. Wondering how long they grew their hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the thing was, yeah, so that's it. Play along with tracks. Try and stay off YouTube. If you have internet access, I'm saying this to older students or older people, and you're on Chrome, there's a good thing in the Chrome store. Tim Ferriss recommended it lately. It's called like distraction free and it whites out the related videos on YouTube. So when you click in on the video, you're only watching that video. That's brilliant. And that is the biggest nugget of wisdom. That's great. This week. Yeah. I, I don't think drummers have the same problem because it's pretty boring. It's not boring. It's very exciting. I should rephrase that. Mm-hmm. To play the drums on your own, but you know, you need to have the song along with you to know where you are and yeah. for the words and I mean the guitar you can follow the melody yourself and mm-hmm. it's a bit different. The drums I, I think drummers <coughs> play along a lot more. Anyway, so that wraps it up. Yep. Have a lovely Lent, removing all your bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the most <laughs> negative podcast we've ever done, it. Anyway, you know, there's weeds in the garden. You can't yeah. pretend they're not there. Come on, John. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody They'll who got that, please post. Anybody who got that little reference, please send us a comment. We'd yeah. love to chat. <laughs>
So that about wraps it up. Uh, we'll see you next week for the next Strum and Drum. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find me on YouTube under Dave Donahue, and you can find Dave under. Yeah, uh, Facebook Drumador or my own Instagram or Facebook or Instagram Drumador as well. Coolio. Yep. Thanks for listening. Catch you very soon. See you soon.